Hello and welcome to the 14 Questions Podcast. Or of course, welcome back. You know, I had to say it. Yeah, of course you did. It's just become a thing. It's like this kitschy, kitschy little bit in the 14 Questions world. It, it probably just annoys just you and, you know, five of the listeners. You know, maybe 50. For, for me, it's maybe. like... Living an episode of Groundhog Day, or living the movie, not an episode. They never made a, a series of it, but you're like, here we are, having the same conversation. How quickly can we what? pivot away? Whatever. How, how's your week been? <laughs> eh, it's been just another week, you know? Work, study, work, study, work, study, study, work. Lather, rinse, Happens. repeat. So, so folks, we're going to... Um, we're going to stick to our promise. We're going to keep things light over here. <laughs> Just for a few more weeks. We're not allowed to. Um, we've, we've made a pledge. I've made a pledge not to um, bitch or rant about anything. So I mean, that seems fair enough, right? But there's so many interesting things to talk about in the world. Oh, there, there's so much we could go on about. But and and then some, but you know we're gonna we're gonna give those things a little more time to pan out, uh, and then I I damn near guarantee uh, at some point we'll be visiting those topics of of which we are alluding to. Oh, they're shedding light on a few things. If anyone out there follows Twitter, yeah, you know, just yeah. Anyhow. Yep, some light getting shed on a few things, you know, that's how it works. You know, that's what you're supposed to be able to do. So we thought we would keep it light over here and talk about um, light. We're going to start with headlights, right? Yeah, we're going to start with headlights. I understand we're finally catching up with the uh, the EU and, and Japan. We're only two decades behind the curve on this, so... Yeah, but let's start with this. So, you know, we, we touched on this topic and we'll get into some other light stuff after the break or whatever, but it's pretty interesting. So specifically, we're alluding to this regulation that I, I don't know what, like finally 20 fucking years later in the United States is like, it might be important for people to be able to see at night. Um, but honestly, this all started like the origins of this were like the horseless carriages, which by the way, was a car. Um, turns you know, out, yeah, turns out, yeah, and um, you know, they were using candles and fuel and some other things that make a lot of sense because I guess you need to see the road when you're driving down it at night, yeah. No, originally you know? they had, you know, it looked like a almost like a handheld lantern mounted to the car with a reflector and a lens, and you put a candle in it, or, or maybe they were burning lamp oil through a wick, but. Neither here nor there, and just to cast some light in front of you, because it turns out running at tens of miles an hour uh, in pitch darkness tends to lead to calamity one way or the other. Well, it was a transition, right? Like a lot of things. Okay, so folks that would want to travel at night prior to, I'm looking at a picture of a Model T or, you know, whatever. Um, once they got this car thing that was, you know, specifically cited here, a horseless carriage, people realized you don't just feed the thing fucking carrots and it gets you home. 
right? Yeah, I mean, fair enough, right? Well, I mean, carrots, horses, eyesight. I thought I'd try to make a funny there. <laughs> <laughs> All that vitamin A, it's doing good things for you. But yeah, the idea that you would pour, that first of all, that you would like go over there and like light a, a thing kind of seems a little odd to me. But, you know, they did what they did back then. So you light a thing, maybe there was some gas in there. So we, I think we covered this at one point in time, probably some oil whale, oil, whale oil. Um, so you have these burning things in front of the car that you're in. And uh, I don't know, it seems very, very thought out, important. But apparently here we are, um, 2022, and we're uh, finally worried about headlights on cars again. Which seems like kind of a good idea. Yeah, I mean, you've got to revisit the thing from while. time to time, because the, the, the technology, what we're talking about is uh, adaptive headlights. or uh, Well, we have adaptive headlights in this country, or what we call adaptive headlights, uh, which my car has them that they they move and pivot into a turn. So if I turn right, the headlights actually shift to the right instead of just pointing straight in relation to the car. But we're talking about ADB or adaptive beam headlights now, which can actually change the shape of the beam um, depending on you know the circumstances it finds itself in, uh, which is a little more sophisticated than say the traditional high beam, low beam uh, configuration we're all so used to here in the United States. Uh, you know, we've, yeah, made, so, we've so, made baby steps, right? Like we have, we have automatic high beams, or I, I do at least. Mine, mine will turn off. I don't have to, you know. Well, that's only been recently, them. right? Yeah, probably in the last so, five, five to seven years. So I, I don't know which, which listeners, maybe some of them have, have heard this, but like February 15th, 2022, um, basically a thing came across the NHTSA, right? And this is reported out of Washington that they were finally taking this new technology up here in this country. And then just recently it was in the news that we're finally getting headlight regulations here. So this is what we're alluding, alluding to folks is that for quite a long time, we, we went with this last regulation. I think it was, I'm, trying to find it real fast here. I had an article up here, but I can't find it. But it was like 40 years ago. So as long as you had a sealed beam and you had a low light and, a, you know, basically a highlight, your, your high beam, and you had a mechanical switch to maneuver these things, yeah. that was good. You were, you were good. But I don't, I don't, yeah, and, and I didn't spend a lot of time because we're just trying to keep it light over here um, on the 14 questions, diving down. But the thing that eluded me was, what was, the, what was, why is it taking this long for this to happen in this country? I don't quite understand. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I don't know. I could probably speculate as to some nefarious purpose and some special interest. Uh, but it's probably ultimately a, a case of if it's not broken, don't fix it. Where people just didn't see it as a priority. Well, well but but not broken meaning. So one of the big things, right, Brandon? So I'm going to, the motor trend here, I'm reading through an article. Let me jump to the very top of it so I can give folks this. Um, Justin uh, Banner, who is a writer, manufacturer, photographer, February 18th, 2022, 
this stuff seemed to make a real, like, all of a sudden something through the infrastructure bill came through and it's like all of a sudden it's like oh we're going to catch up to what's going on with the audi 8 in europe and they they reference you know pedestrian deaths and some other stuff which which is quite folks is quite a big issue globally but here in the states it's it's a huge issue um that that people get run over and one of the things is oh they didn't see them what have you and a lot of the time, and I, and I paid a lot of attention to this, depending what street you're driving down, there can be good on-street lighting or not good on-street lighting. And your car is doing the thing or you come around a corner. And the idea that you have this headlight technology that wasn't required, right? And then all of a sudden, it's like, now we're doing a thing. So I I just don't understand like what stood in the way of advancing when it comes to technology in this country. Yeah, I don't, well, but, but I, I, I don't see why up until this point, you know, we looked, we took a, a 40, 50 year old law and we said, oh, this technology isn't legal in the United States. Like it improves safety. Um, for me, I think the industry as a whole, uh, it's a matter of cost. You know, th- this type of technology can cost, I think I read three to six thousand dollars. You know, over a car equipped with standard headlights, um, but as far as the industry or, or the law adapting to it and allowing it, you know, if you could afford the technology, then use the technology. It's it's very fascinating. Well, and there's, I mean, quite honestly, there's always a transitional piece, right? So maybe the technology is coming from outside of this country or they're just they they just these car manufacturers or whatever manufacturing here doesn't want to make that pivot because legacy issues and hey we've got you know a warehouse full of light bulbs and we need to sell those first but it shouldn't take 40 fucking years i don't think no i'm, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say no <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I mean, even just in the last couple of decades here, we've we've gone from incandescent to, you know, halogen bulbs to xenon bulbs. Uh, and even I, I think some cars use LEDs for the headlights and not just things like the running lights and turn signals. Uh, so I, I don't think it's a it's a surplus problem. Um and, and I don't curious. know if there's a problem to begin with, but it is interesting that it's it's taken, you know, this t- technology has been available for, you know, the better part of 20 years in, in Europe and Japan and whatnot. And it's really fascinating, you know, as a tech person, I'm like, oh, what, well, how does this stuff work? And they have, you know, depending on the manufacturer and the, and the luxury status of the car, anywhere from like essentially like barn door baffles like you'd see on theatrical lighting that can shape the uh, output of the beams to multiple LEDs um, functioning as as projectors and through a series of lenses. And so you can, you know, take take the beam down so it doesn't blind the driver approaching you, but still keep it as bright and widen the beam to illuminate, you know, the sides of the roads and everything else. So it's like having your high beams, but cutting out a section of it for oncoming traffic. So you still have the same visibility. Uh, 
it's really interesting. And, and to me, you know, the, the, the more visibility you have, the better. Those of us that have driven high speed at night or, you know, through torrential downpours and whatnot, you, you go, the more I can yeah. see while driving, the better. Uh, so it's good that we're finally catching up with the rest of, uh, you know, modern society, as it were. Well, I mean, like, let's not go too far. So I'm going to say, you know, having driven in Europe a few times, um, I can see, because you know, they're, they're not really big on, like, wide roads and guardrails. So I can see maybe where the fucking demand comes, because I've driven, I've driven a few, you know, I'm fortunate enough, you know, drive some nice cars from time to time. When you actually drive a car with these head, headlights on, you know, the adaptive, it's pretty amazing. To, to your point, it'll low focus. You got to go bend into a curve. You downshift. And, you know, it, it actually follows the road for you. So, um, you know, maybe my thoughts are, you know, Europe, the roads are a little skinny at times. They're not really big believers in guardrails. And sometimes you're on a cliff. If you're driving in Italy. So, yes, these would be very important. Maybe here we've just gotten too lackadaisical. Big, wide, flat highway. Half of the time it's lit when people are entering it and getting off of it. And that was good enough. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. just I'm being that's slightly what I'm saying. facetious. My, my speculation but, is yeah. it, it, if, if it's not broke, don't fix it. And that's been the mentality. Right. Um, but that's, that's but not, pure not, speculation. Not a, not only are they sexy as, as, you know, all get out on the front of some of these cars, right? And the fact that, you know, they look good. I've had been fortunate enough, you know, over the years to, like, grab a couple of cars. You get adaptive headlights, you know, and you've got a focal beam. And now some of the new technology, the auto adjust from high beam to low beam is kind of amazing. Um, other than if you get in a car where you actually have to switch a switch. Um Arguably, you leave your high beams on and you blind people because you just assume the car is going to do it for you. Um, you know, which is kind of cool. Yeah, there's always going to be the a car. The car that does, does it for you. Yeah, the yeah. training of operators sure. or the adoption of new technologies. So that that's just the yeah. thing we'll have to deal with. But again, those things we've we've had in this country. We we currently have. So it's just it's this one specific little niche. Um, that we're talking and regulation, about. yeah. That you know, instead of just the old, I guess, sealed beam that goes high and goes low, that's going to go to the side, and everyone's going to have to have one of these uh, fancy beams in the front, which is cool until you have to replace it. I'm just saying, they're kind of pricey when they burn out. At least in my experience, yeah. And headlights in general tend to be like if you're replacing a bulb, it's one thing. But if you're replacing an assembly, well, good luck. Yeah. Have fun. Just go buy a new car. (laughs) I mean, or it's at least a payment or two. Anyhow, you want to take a break there and then come back and we'll talk about some other uh, lights, headlights and just regular light issues. You know, we got going on. All right. Sounds good to me. All right, folks, sit tight. We'll be right back. Four, 
just kidding. We are back. So <laughs> just had to do a little bit extra of a pause there. Just, you know, keep people on their toes. I mean, for them, the pause was this, they, <laughs> the same as it always is. <laughs> it's I'm been 48 weeks, 12 hours, 15 minutes. Yeah, I'm kidding. It's been seven minutes for us. But, you know, sometimes right, that's a much. long break. Other times, not so much. So we're talking about shedding light on things and headlights, car lights. Keeping a light over here. Keeping a light, folks. Um, but he, here's the thing. I, I, I don't even know if I can do I even go here. I'm going to go here. So, you, you know, sitting down researching the, for the pod and, you know, you run, you run certain terms in Google and you come across things like Urban Dictionary and you come across things like headlights. And, um, you know, there's, there's references. I mean, are, are we going to the schoolboy headlight reference? <laughs> like, is that, is that no, where, what, where you're I, headed? This is my, no, I, 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 I said I wouldn't rant about a thing, but maybe I just meant the first half of the spot. So this, this asshole, I'm assuming he's an asshole. Um, gets on Twitter and makes some mention about how he's offended by women and what they're wearing these days. And it's like literally written like that, Brandon. Like these days, these women are like wearing these tops and they're not, you know, and I can, there's just too much, too much to be seen. And, you know, you know, woe is him and his fragility and shit. And as I do, I'm sitting in the Starbucks line um, ordering and I'm scrolling through the Twitters because that's what you do. And I'm like, you know, I tweeted back at him. I'm like, you know, this is just the wrong moment for a thing, right? Like, yeah, I, sure. I guess because, you know, we're, th this country is taking away choice and rights for a certain <laughs> ginormous amount of people. We're in an election year and this guy's bitching that he doesn't want to see, you know, the figure of women and they've just gone too far. And I'm just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Anyhow, I was trying to find him when we were on break. Like, I tweeted back at him. I forget what snarky thing I said. Basically, yeah, like, basically, shut shut the fuck up and sit down. And, you know, <laughs> he, he's removed it. I'm sure I'm not the only, I hope I'm not the only person that commented back. Like, it, it doesn't really offend me that, that, you know, I'm women want to dress like women. Wearing. Oh my God. Like first off, bro. And I feel like you might be in the camp that wants to argue or can't even define woman these days uh, because it's confusing. Yeah, or he's going to argue that. Uh, yeah. Or he's going to argue that. Like they can't Second, even argue with what, you know, what they are. Like fuck off. Like if, if you can't control I, your own sexual impulses because you see a woman scantily clad, well, that's on you and not on them. We've never had a problem with men displaying their half-naked bodies in the world. So, um, you know, adjust your expectations and learn to be an well, adult. I Well, that's not true. I almost made a comment back and said, is this like, are we going to go all Shakespearean on this and like mandate cod pieces? You know, like when, when dudes would walk around with swords and, and with boots on and they would be in tights, you know, very Romeo and Juliet Shakespearean time, you'd have a cod piece on, you know, sure you would like, 
Yeah, so fucking fashion police. This is, this is so fucking stupid. And we're like, why? Like, somehow, why the hell would you want to get on Twitter and comment about a thing? It's just, oh, my God. It's, anyhow. Sorry, I, I promised, but I, the first the first half of this thing, I'm just pissed off. It is what it is, yeah. Apparently, that, yeah. that gentleman's uh, sensibilities are just far more profound than the rest of us, I, I suppose. So he gets to impose his personal taste on you know, the world, uh, which is a problem <laughs> that we experience frequently in this country. You know, a minority, whether it be a single person or a group of individuals, thinking that their way is the only way and demanding satisfaction, as it were. Uh, but I'm not going to get roped into your little rant, so I'm going to stop right there and bite okay, my tongue. Yes, uh, we'll, we'll stop. You know what? We're, we'll save this. We're, we'll save it's it's it pisses me off today. It's going to piss me off tomorrow. I'm sure three weeks from now, I'm still going to be pissed off about this kind of stuff. So we can leave my little my I digress there. So sorry if I offended anybody, but I think you know just whatever. I'm going to leave it there. Anyhow, lights, camera action. What are we talking about? I, I thought we were LEDs. talking about lights. Yeah. Let's go to LEDs. What do we think? The last time they regulated something here, right? Wasn't it the tried to transition people from the incandescent, right? The sort of light bulby thing that we know to those really yeah, horrible fucking that. LEDs. Wanted to get rid of the incandescent bulb and transition into like the fluorescent or LED technologies uh, in the interest of which I got saving the planet, which I got to say. And I was all for that, but they were really bad at first. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm just going to throw that out there. Like the, the spirally things that you bought, you know, I, I don't know. Oh, the fluorescents were awful. Like we all grew up, you know. No, the LED ones. I on. got LED. Maybe I'm just not that smart. I got those LED ones that were like those little crinkly up things that you would put in your crinkly bedside table. And Are you talking about the, 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 the swirly bulbs? Those were fluorescent. Were they? Yeah, those were fluorescent. And yep. again, we all grew up. Packaging lied. You know, we, well, I grew up going to public schools and we all had, you know, the fluorescent tube lights, same technology. And you'd have every third Terrible. fixture had a bad ballast in it. And so the thing just <laughs> flickered constantly. Had a high pitch whine, you know, and it, it was way too bright. And I just, forgot about that it sound. Like a headache. Headache-inducing. And yeah, you're right. Those, those original cheap fluorescent, you know, A17 or A19-based bulbs, um, they, you know, they were fucking awful. <laughs> they were Horrible. just awful. Yeah, just this this white cast of light that, like, burnt your retinas. And, uh, you know, you couldn't focus. But then, you know, we've transitioned to LED technology in this country, uh, some of it really good, you know, it's, again, and I'm a buy once, cry once kind of guy. So if you buy higher yeah, end you were, LED bulbs, oh, it's, it's the, the bee's knees, as they say. Now for, for the listeners out there, like Brandon loves to buy stuff early, soon, and, but he does his research and you were, you were like an early adopter of this stuff, right? Like all the way to smart bulb, like I guess I can say this, like the what Philips technology. That's what you're on. 
Yeah, I'm a big the fan Phillips, of the, yeah. the Phillips bulbs. You know, people complain they're they're so expensive, and I, you know, I did the cost analysis on it, and based on the, we I won't go too down the rabbit hole, but based on the longevity of LEDs and the power consumption savings, uh, you know, we pay uh, thirty to forty dollars a bulb um, for those things, but. If you factor it out over the ten to fifteen years of life you get out, plus the power savings, it really it comes out to be less expensive than incandescent and uh, so much more rewarding. <laughs> um, because oh, I buy okay. I buy the call. RGB, the full spectrum. You know, it, any bulb can be any color, kind of thing. Um, I was going to call you out on that thirty dollars price point because you know. For a while there, if you wanted a light bulb that would do all the color ranges, colors, and what have you, uh, it was a little, little, little heavier than three, 30 bucks. I mean, I think Not we're there me. now, I'm, right? I'm, I'm a bargain hunter, oh. so I would, I would oh, always God, wait for that, sales and, yeah. and buy multiple mm-hmm. units because uh, that's how I roll. Gotcha. But yeah, no, yeah, I think the, uh, enough. the retail price point was around 45 uh, per bulb, which people will balk at, but I'm like, again, over over the course of ten to fifteen years, that's uh, four dollars a year, four fifty, and it costs fractionally uh, in relation to the incandescent bulb it replaced. And I can have them bright, I can have them dim uh, across the you know normal light bulb spectrum. I can do warm to cool color temperatures in the white range so whether or not i'm reading or drawing or editing photography those are great and then if i'm having a get together or relaxing and watching tv anything on the rgb spectrum you know i've got millions of color options at my disposal uh, across all ranges of brightness so for me i love them i won't i won't ever go back if that was no i mean yeah I mean, just for the listeners, I'll warn you. I, I, well, I'm warning you because Brandon talked me into this. And I'm like, fine, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll do the same thing. I'm gonna like jump around, and I found, I think it was a Globe, um, product that I found, competitor to Philips. There's a few of them out there, and I'm like, I'm gonna try these things. Other than crossing the technical threshold, which you know, for for like you and I, is not that hard. Okay, so the thing's gotta. Get along with your Wi-Fi, and if you want all the features and you want, or you can just control them one at a time through an app, what have you. But um, other than the sort of pain in the assery, I could see it for for folks. These things are actually pretty amazing, like to have that level of control in your house. I mean, for me, Brandon, after you mentioned it, and I saw a couple of your setups that you had, I'm like, boom, I put them in the living room put them in our, you know, our eating area and stuff, and then, you know, timing of the day. So, you know, certain times of the day, like, you know, if I'm not there, they're dim lit. And then if they're there um, and it's in the evening, I want them to like relax down. And it's, it's kind of magnificent actually. If the technology actually does what the technical side of these things need to do. So that's my only criticism of yeah, it. Yeah, again, so you, yep. you can buy, you know, you can buy cheap. 
Um, and you might yeah. bang your head against the wall. But if you if you buy well, a, I, a, a robust, well-developed system. Um, they weren't bad. The Globes weren't bad. I mean, they weren't no, quite it, the Phillips. It, and I'm not knocking. You know, they all ultimately, yeah. if you just want light, like you can find affordable solutions. But for me, the Philips ecosystem just made sense. Um, you know, I'm able to create different profiles and in like designs, right? So I can sit around and do lighting yeah. design for my house and save those designs. I'm able to sync all of the lighting in the house uh, to music or, or television. Um, so it'll sync in, you know, as the TV shifts, the room shifts with it. So it just becomes a more immersive experience. Um, and I can set routines for my house. I can automate it. So I can, I can say, Hey, like every 13 minutes or 14 minutes, like turn this light on and then turn it off for three hours and turn it on. So if I go on vacation, I can replicate the normal actions and behaviors of my home. Um, and, you know, we could get into the, the internet of things arguments like, Oh, you just have more vulnerabilities and connected. Oh, but that's what that they're listening to you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll cover that. Yeah, the more things you have connected yeah. to the internet, the more potential vulnerabilities you have, which is great, but that's a podcast for another time. But for me, uh, day to day, um, I absolutely <coughs> adore um, the Philips Hue ecosystem. I really do. It, 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 you know, it's, well, I, I can't appreciate it, it any more than I do. <laughs> And folks, if you if you think we're nuts or whatever, maybe you've you've gone there. If you haven't gone there, um, interior lighting is one thing. But if you go to Philips and Philips Hue, the website specifically, and you look at outdoor lighting and what you can do, it's 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 a it's fucking extraordinary. And some of that that stuff blew my mind. Oh no! Right. So to me, you, you know, you, you know, walk up a path and it it lights up beside you and it you know dims out slightly and it, it's 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 space and yeah, it, it's just absolutely extraordinary. Well, and again, you know, you know, the price point people go that's really expensive for a light bulb, but these are the same people that are like, what can I do to my house to like really make it a, a big change? you know, like renovations or this or that. And I'm like, well, if you spend say four or $500 on smart lighting, right. Um, because I'm a huge proponent. I, I, you know, I come from a theater background and everything else. And in photography background, I'm like, light makes all the difference in, in the way we perceive things and everything else, which makes sense because that's how we interact with the world. <laughs> Uh, and changing the lighting and being able to to dial it in and it it's it's one of the most cost effective ways just to improve your living spaces in general is well, good and, lighting design. So I'm a huge proponent. It, and quite honestly, it's like it's something people notice, right? And it's again, folks, if you haven't checked it out, go to over to Phillips Hughes and Google that or whatever, and just look at their outdoor stuff or their indoor stuff, but. Um, from my perspective, you know, we, we live in a, in a very old house, you know, it's over a hundred years old. And so, you know, you don't necessarily have the, the can lighting you want. You don't have the dimmer switches, you know, you're on some, you know, maybe some 
not so, you know, half the house has been updated, the other half, half of the house has not. And I started following some stuff, some folks in Europe. And the control of their space and what they were able to do with their, you know, tinier space, obviously way older than 100 years, you know, it's 300 years old. Like some of the modeling and stuff on the walls and, and just their photos. And it was like, okay, let me dig into this. And I guess the one thing I would say, you know, it's not, it's not a light bulb to a light bulb. This is literally your old light bulb to completely different thinking to an entirely new space. And, and I don't know. I mean, Brandon, you talked me into it. I, I bought, I bought a few of them and I was like, you know, Hey man, you weren't wrong about these things. I mean, this is amazing, especially in an old space, like an old house, like, you know, you, you've been here a ton of times and it just makes such a difference to have that absolute control that, you know, why wouldn't you do it that way? Yeah. You know what I mean? Other than trying to run wires and lath walls. Yeah. Yeah, It's an absolutely dramatic change and, and the level of control, you know, we, we tend to think of lights being on or off, and it's like, no, I can select the dimness, I can select the warmth, or or the coolness of the quality of light, or the color, and right. so depending on the mood or the situation, you know, are you having a house party, are you watching, you know, some film that you really love, are you watching sporting events, you know, the, the, I don't think, people don't realize there are apps that sync with sporting events. So your favorite team, and they actually sync with the action. So when your team scores, it'll go from normal lighting (laughs) (laughs) to like flashing the lights in your team colors around your house. Like it just becomes much more immersive. It becomes an experience at home. Uh, So to me, I think, again, I'm, I'm a huge, huge proponent of these technologies. I recommend them to everybody. Yeah, and I mean, you know, had you not said anything to me, I wouldn't have been thinking about it. And, you know, we're doing this breakdown remodel. Again, 100-plus-year-old house. We got a, a lath ceiling, you know, big plaster vaulted ceiling. Not big, small. It's this porch area. It's like 8 by 16 or whatever. There's no good way to get lighting in there. There's no good way to hang a can. Um. How many how many fucking wires can you run up these old walls or try to rethread stuff through? And this solution came down to, and it's not quite there yet. I'll tell people about it if it works. Um, but our solution was to like put a piece of crown molding as the walls meet the ceiling, and put an adaptive LED strip, and do uplighting in that room on a single switch. And then basically you just control it with your app or you control it with your home pod or whatever it's going to be. And it's, yeah, the it, beauty is you don't not, even need the switch. You, you can buy. Yeah. I mean, wireless switches vote, to control yeah, these things correct. where you don't yeah. even need yeah. a smart device to control the smart lighting Yeah, or, or an analog device. It's really rather brilliant. Yeah. So it's, it's, de- <laughs> incredibly brilliant there's a lot of like once you start digging into these things it just frog leaped it for me anyhow and for us over here to go hey we could do this instead of like oh my god what 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 would it cost to have you know x y or z come over here and try to tear this out or redo an old panel and run wiring up the wall so um 
Yeah, outside of the just the bulbs. And I don't think it's fair to compare a bulb to an old bulb. Um, I'll say that because there there is no comparison to that $4 bulb versus the $34 bulb, if yeah, that makes sense. I agree. Yeah. So anyhow, want to leave it there? Keeping it light? Yeah. I mean, light? <laughs> we've, we've done many things light in this episode of the 14 questions, so maybe that is a good jumping off point. Perfect. And maybe, um, I don't know, maybe we'll share some uh, pictures of some, you know, spaces here and there. Or stuff, I, maybe, and I'll find some stuff I've seen online. It's just pretty incredible what, what folks do with lighting in their spaces. And Yeah, no, there's you know. absolutely brilliant implementations of this technology. Yeah. And again, you know, it's not something we normally talk about here, but every once in a while you're like, yeah, what do you, what do you do in your day-to-day life? What, what like makes you happy in small yeah. little ways that you can just appreciate and be joyful about. And that's, uh, it's definitely one of those things for me. Yeah. No, and, um, you weren't wrong. It just, you know, it takes a little while to wrap your head around something folks. So when Brandon brought that up to me, it, Took me a little while, but I'm like, I'm fully on board now. I'm like, yeah, this this solves a lot, and it makes makes everything make sense. So, anyhow, ho- hopefully we shed a we shed light on a thing tonight. So <laughs> today, so oh, we'll let the puns keep coming. Yeah, there we are. All right, you want to leave it there, my friend? Sure. All right. Till next time. Until next time. Questions? Need answers? Find them on the 14 Questions Podcast. Welcome to our podcast, where we, along with our frequent guests, will be answering your questions regarding a wide variety of topics, including current events, lifestyle, politics, and of course, popular culture. The 14 Questions Podcast is brought to you by Podhouse Media and Dive Pod Productions. Be sure to find us on the web at 14questions.org, on Twitter at The14Questions, look us up on Facebook at 14Questions, and of course find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Podcasts.